You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. No, it doesn't take us by surprise. We've seen a tremendous increase in organised crime, specifically in the past decade. Of course, when we opened our borders after years of sanctions and apartheid in 1994, we didn't just welcome business to our shores, but also organised crime syndicates or the illicit business markets, and that. I think uh, we have been caught on the back foot during those years. Um, we are on the drug route across from South America to Europe and Asia. You know, we've got large um, seafaring um, port or seafaring borders and 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 ports. So you know what we have seen is unfortunately just you know us being targeted by organised. Criminals and the transnational players for really since the dawn of democracy, and um, we're not the only ones, as you point out. You know, there's a global growth. Um, you don't just see globalization of legitimate businesses, but also of these people, and they are present in most countries across the globe. Um, even Europe, and and have huge issues with. Drug syndicates and other types of、um, organised crime syndicates. So we're not alone, but what we are is particularly vulnerable because of our location, and because of our ineffective response to organised crime over the past thirty、um, years, but especially over the last decade. And specifically since COVID, because our attentions attentions have just been elsewhere. Mm. Lizette, are there any particular trends、uh, where South、mm. Africa stands out? You know,、uh, is there anything specific where we are perhaps worse than the rest of the world, or on par with other countries that may be worse off? I think if we look at our criminal markets and our scores for each of this, and the report provides us with sort of a rating for each of this. We are quite high up, and I think we've all seen the extortion and protect,、uh, protection racketeering syndicates growing over the past、um, couple of years, especially since COVID. Whether it's the extortion mafia, whether it is protection rackets running in、um, specifically townships and inner cities where shopkeepers are asked for protection money. So we've seen that as a score of about eight out of ten. We're still dealing with arms trafficking、um, uh, and and also things like our fauna crimes. You know the poaching. What what is emerging is what they call non-renewable resource crimes.、Um, so some smuggling of.、Um, Coal. We've heard of coal mafias and 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 that type of thing that has been also linked to Gupta-owned companies and corruption and state capture, which then brings us to who the criminal actors are, and that's where we score highly. Also, is that we have a combination of of criminal actors 
that operate here that are anything from mafia-style groups, criminal networks like you get with robbery or kidnapping syndicates more locally, but also the state-embedded actors um, where we, you know, where state actors are complicit, foreign actors, of course, are some of the lower. And then, yeah, even private sector actors like we've seen with tenders and tender fraud and, and so on. So that combination makes us really, really vulnerable that these groups have been able to proliferate across the sector. I mean, the minister spoke um, yesterday of the 7,000 police members that were arrested for corruption in five years. So that speaks to just lower level state embedded actors. But imagine we've seen through Zondo and others just how prolific some of the organized crime syndicates are functioning even in our government institutions. And that, of course, is a concern because um, if this is weakening out uh, the state, you know, when we talk about the corruption uh, that state actors are involved in, how then do we hope to actually tackle uh, this problem? So the report also refers to our resilience score, and we see that that resilience score is relatively in the middle, but higher than many countries. I think we are first of 13 Southern African countries when it comes to our resilience to organized crime, fourth in Africa and 50th in the world, where we're seventh in the world overall for organized crime or for these things taking place here. Where our resilience score is also relatively high. We're in the top 50 for, for combating it. And it's because... We are strong when it comes to things or relatively strong to non-state actors, um, economic regulatory capacity, our laws. But it's, it's a, and we've got incredibly good national policies and laws. Our judicial system is still okay, but we know that that is also under pressure. And we do have international cooperation with Interpol and other agencies in the world that, that combat um, corruption and organized crime. But what we are seeing is the slipping of our political leadership and governance measures, the accountability and the transparency, as well as our anti-laundering, money laundering um, efforts. So we did see ourselves being placed on the gray list um, for, for corrupt activities, for instance, earlier this year. So it's also about law enforcement's capacity and the political will to really go after these organized crime syndicates and embedded actors in the state. That mm. is highly problematic. And just as we wrap this up, uh, Lizette, you know, we speak about um, the uh, um, implication of some of the state actors. But what about the private sector, those actors, as well as uh, politicians being involved in illicit activity? No, of course. And as I say, the, the criminal actors, one of the lowest scores are the private sector actors. But of course, it takes those private sector actors to be involved in all these things, whether it's the sale of cell phones, you know, stolen cell phones, whether it is, um, you know, the, the um, what do you call it, the, the those that 
the, the mechanics and the backyard sh um, shops that sell on stolen parts from motor vehicles, or whether it is gold traders and so on that are complicit, or even you know people in the banking industry that enable this. So there's there's a lot of reasons for us to be concerned, as I say, because the criminal actors are across all our sectors and industries. But I think um, we we need to we are starting to see some fight back and pushback and successes. We are starting to see people being exposed for anything from fraudulent tenders to complicit dealings. In bank, in the banks, for instance. So, so yes. Um, to answer your question, it's a whole of society approach that need to focus on the whole of society in order to fix this. Lizette, thanks so much for your time and helping us uh, understand uh, what is contained in uh, the Global Organized Crime Index for 2023 and what it reveals uh, Lizette Lancaster's Crime and Justice Information and Analysis Hub at uh, the Institute for Security Studies. At least that's where Lizette is from. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.